Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 61. Nobody tells Kenny Galladay what to do. Winter's coming. We separate the men from the boys. And Russell Wilson is a man. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock on my Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 61 of your favorite NFL podcast. We are coast to coast up here in Canada, wherever you are listening to Look Who's Talking. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, vonigam, which is weird Mike's uh, Sri Lankan friends from his poker pit. And ciao, and honestly, wherever you're listening, hello. If you don't understand, hello, get out from under the tree. Could watch some football because what else would you rather be doing in November than watching football? The roads are icy, the weather's shit, nobody's doing anything, everyone's just talking about the vacation they got coming up in like 37 days. It's gonna be great. So watch some football. American Thanksgiving's coming up. I know where I'll be back at Centennial Studios. How are you doing? Uh what a Monday nighter last week. We're gonna get into that in a minute. As always, we're brought to you by Huck Media, the biggest, baddest mustache wearing media organization in all of canada follow them at huck media you can follow us at hughes talking spelled h-u-s talking and if you can't spell that i'm surprised you found the show we got a super bowl contest with team at uh, at team i will canada coming up at the end of the show and a whole lot more weird mike's got his jack-o-lantern in christmas season sweater special going on he's standing up while i'm sitting down it gives him authority that i'm not sure i like but whatever, we let him do what he wants. Just like he's Kenny Galladay. He's also got Pac-Man pants on, if you can't see those. I, I can't see the pants. I'm just pumped he's wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Huck wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, we do have some guidelines in the studios, you know? Episode 61, always having fun here at Centennial. Swassel what a Monday Ugh. nighter, baby. What a Monday nighter. What a Monday nighter! It was, fuck, it was fucking awesome, and wow. and no Jason Witten, no Jason Witten to ruin it. You know, it was it was awesome. I um, I put twenty five bucks on the tie. That's right, I put twenty five bucks. I played one hand of blackjack and slid it over to the sports side, and put it on the tie. And that motherfucker, I thought he missed it. <laughs> I thought it was a tie, man. It snuck. In that tight upright and the final play overtime, paid six twenty-five. Bitter division rival, prime time. Best twenty-five bucks I ever lost ever. <laughs> like ripping television, three and a half hours, highlighted by my new fave. That's right, Tony Romo, move over. My favorite new color guy, Booger McFarlane. Booger the guy. The guy's got two rings. I didn't know that. Yeah. Instant respect. You got to respect the guys won twice. Anybody could get one team, blah, blah, blah. Two, you're part of them. Yeah. Especially in the old days. And the way he was breaking down personnel, it was just, it was common talk. It wasn't, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. It was feel. It was touch. It was experience. It was, it was refreshing. It was not in a weird booger mobile either. It could actually watch the whole yeah. game. You ever sat first row at a football game? You can't see shit. I don't, I don't trust your analysis. You know, also, Mike, you have a habit of doing the two like least fun bets at a viewing party I could ever imagine. You bet the under in the NBA All-Star game. Oh, sorry. Was it the Pro Bowl? The Pro Bowl? The Pro Bowl under. Pro Bowl under. I was locked up at half, bro. It was done. And then then at 
Monday night football. Let's bet the tie. You're just cheering for constant defense. But you know what? That almost happened. I ain't, I ain't smashing the pick. I like long shots that have some value. That's why I like the Seahawks all week. Uh, two and four in a few picks last week. We're still above 60% for the season. But one of the things I did get right was that Jimmy G would do Jimmy G things. And Russ would do Russ things. Uh, Jimmy G, I heard on the herd. He has as many starts in the NFL as Sam Darnold. Okay, let's calm, let's calm the heck down on Jimmy G. Actually, I'm even more impressed with Kyle Shanahan now. That's the one takeaway I got from the game, watching this quarterback play. This porn star, big-ass Dayton, new to San Francisco with $100 million he didn't earn quarterback. All right? Jimmy G's got great stats this year. And it, watching him play last night, these receivers are wide open. This scheme's amazing. It's the reason Matt Ryan looked like John Elway for a season. Kyle Shanahan is a fucking modern-day football genius, and we're just starting to see the fruits of it. Uh, yeah, you texted me last night knowing that I'd love it. Jimmy G's choking on Monday Night Football. That was uh, classic Jimmy. Now, he missed, he missed Greg Kittle, so I'll give him that. And uh, Sanders went down. Sanders went down. And, yo, freaking the Seahawks, bro. Kicking it old school. Just raw dog emotion. I want this more than you. And, and this is what we're going to do. And, and they, just, they just did it. There's no way that guy was making that kick. He had made the two of the regular plus the regulation tie. Like, no way he was making that. And it's just uh, great. It's just great TV. As we talked about, I think, two episodes ago, Russell Wilson it's just great television. He's he's a great show. And there's there's always uh there's always a team or maybe like a guy that is the best show in the league. You know? In the nine in the, in the mid 90s, early 90s, it was the Dallas Cowboys. They were America's team. They're the team you always wanted to watch, whether they're out at four o'clock with John Madden or in the Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, you were watching. You know, Aikman's Cowboys. I can remember that as a kid. Aikman, Irvin, Smith. It was just personality. Jerry Jones, 20 years younger, you know? Uh, he wasn't missing all of his high fives in the box. He was actually connecting on his high fives on those touchdowns. <laughs> Guy misses a lot of high fives, eh? But um, it was San Fran in the late 80s. You, you, you know, I'm assuming we were, you know, we were like, we had diapers on. Huck was a thought in his dad's mind, <laughs> you know? I never really cared for that saying. Um, you don't know probably the mom's mind to be honest you know (laughs) that's where you get those locks from eh huck it's true (laughs) mrs huckle she's a darn gosh darn beauty and then it was uh but then it was brett Favre for a while you know in his mid mvp years right as the the cowboys had faded out you're watching the brett Favre show because madden loved him and and the other thing is you got to know him he had his ups, his downs, his addictions. You know, he was imperfect while being the NFL MVP. Also, he didn't care. He would throw anything out of anywhere for good, for better or for worse. If you're an NFL fan, he was a great show, you know? If you're a Packers fan, he probably drove you crazy. And uh, it went from Favre to, you know, Peyton Manning versus Tom. If they're playing, oh, my God, must-see TV. And now you got a guy like Mahomes, who's probably the most entertaining football player to watch right now, but we don't, we don't know him yet. He's like Neo in the Matrix, but we're still halfway through the first movie. There's no emotional connection yet. We know this guy's going to be great. No, no, that's when Weird Mike 
jumps into the movie and tries to predict the future before it's actually happened. That loss to the the Chiefs opened it all up, man. They had their one-game window. They missed it. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that Rod, like Mahomes will, will have that. We just don't have that emotional connection yet. Russ is different. First of all, he looks like us. He's six feet tall, you know, maybe just under. Also, he threw the most famous interception in history right as he was at the top of the mountain. He won the Super Bowl. Oh, my God, you know. And, but before you could really hate the guy out of jealousy, he fell off that mountain one year later. One yard line, man. No matter what the play is, you don't have to throw that ball, and you did. But he didn't let it get to him. He didn't let the world jump all over him. He just kept doing Russ. He just is trying. We're watching a man. I mean, this interception is the most famous interception in history, but we're still in the infancy of its, of its fame, you know? 40 years from now, they'll still be talking about this interception, and not just in Seattle. You see on the NFL 100, it's like top five plays of all time, that interception, and it always will be, and Russ knows that, but yet he's still forging his own destiny with these amazing games. We can't help but watch. So I'm sure Seahawks fan would, lo- would, would love it if they were like really good and they just steamrolled teams, but for the last five to seven years, they play these close, heartbreaking or heartwarming games. And it's must-see TV. How can you not like Russ? He is the best show in the NFL right now. Agreed. And Mahomes, Mahomes will get there. Agreed. 100%. I love your new haircut, by the way. Is that so? Uh, yes. Usually, I actually didn't like it walking home from the, the barber's... Uh... Couple days ago, it's the first haircut I've seen you get in like seven years. That's not from the seventies, you know. It's it's a modern haircut. My hair has been a big part of my life, and for to hear you say that really hurts me, Jeff. You've not never lived in the seventies ever. <laughs> Time stood still at Jane and Wilson. What can I tell you, folks? Well, well, I think this is a good thing for 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 Mike, for Weird Mike, for for the whole clan. Yep. Um, anyway, what everybody wants to know besides, um, you know, how Huck's mustache is looking here in November. How is it going there, Huck, by the way? Oh, pretty good. I think. Can can you see it? Can you see it from there? I I could see it. Yeah. Is there a little gap in the middle? Are you leaving, uh, you leaving like a a runway for for boogers or something? No, no gap in the middle. Yeah. Anyway. Booger booger runway. Is that a thing in uh, the mustache world? Remember, follow us at Who's Talking. We'll post Huck's mustache because everyone loves it. Two years ago, that's how long we've been doing this show. Two years ago, we posted a pic of Huck bungee jumping at off the Macau Tower with his musty just catching wind. <laughs> that was an all-time mustache. It took me 10 seconds to get down because of Huck's musty. He landed actually a minute and a half later. Yeah, <laughs> That's dope. I was at the top of that tower. I can't believe you jumped out of it, Huck. You're fucking yes, crazy. You <laughs> You fucking jumped out. <laughs> you, you fucking did it. You know, anyway, good for you, buddy. Uh, did, did you survive this week, Mike? Did you, the people want to know the look who's talkers want to know. Uh, there were a handful of look who's talkers on hand at Centennial studio to witness the double heartbreak oh. in new Orleans at the famed Superdome. 
About 90 seconds before kickoff, no lie, cracked a bag of chips with Hernsey and <laughs> almost put it all on the Bears because I heard they were playing for Dan Quinn and his job was uh, sort of on the line. It was the first time and people were like, hey, you know, this guy's done a lot of good by us. And gosh darn it, he rallied the troops. And uh, as the game unfolded, realized that he really didn't really shock the world. He just won a division game. Yeah. Against the guy he's won a lot of games against. Yeah. And like, and and Matt Ryan uh, wanted that game for whatever reason. He just wanted it. Also, he's an old guy who got who got a week off. You know, Uh, because he didn't play the week before. Right. So, and I can't believe you didn't change your pick uh, when when Stafford is announced as not playing, which screwed one of our Hugh picks, by the way. And Ryan's announced as playing. Anyway, I'm sorry, bud. How many people are left? Uh, we started with fifty, including one and a half entrants of my own, and there are now eight remaining for eighty-five G's out there. Six people took the Bears. Two people took the Ravens. Those are the only survivors. KC. L.A. Rams, Dallas, New Orleans, Indy. Got a lot of people late. And one person had the Niners. And wow. uh, see you later. There's eight people left. Maybe they're going to chop chop. I don't know how it gets into the final ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Survivor World. Uh, I'm coming back with a vengeance. Season four, look who's talking. I'm talking multiple high rollers, multiple singles, okay, for the 220. I'm going to be in the same one with you, Hugh. We're going to get a halfway. I'm going to sponsor Hawk, get half of his winnings. Survivor's in. Folks, it is a Survivor Reload 2020, season four, episode 70-something. Hawk Daddy, we're all going hard on Survivor. Hard. We're going to crack it. I, hey, tell you, look who's, look who's talkers out there. If you're still in your survivor pool, let us know. Uh, we'll try to help you out. You obviously maybe don't need it. <laughs> maybe maybe you do. But uh, we'll shout you out on the air anyway because it's been a fuck soup couple of weeks. And if you're still around, good for you. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm talking, you know, look who's talkers out there. Our world across the globe. Like you say, heal at every continent, every language. You're in a survivor pool. Talk to Weird Mike. Maybe I'll sponsor you. Maybe you get all, you get half the winnings and no risk. How's that sound, man? Pitch me a deal. What you looking for on Survivor? I'm talking hands on deck. It's a Trump style double down. 2020 Survivor. Talk about it. Mike's serious because he's got his pencil in his hand. <laughs> he's, he's like, like whenever any, whenever any like f- former NFLers like really fresh. On uh, on any of his broadcasts, they're like, "Hey, man, just put a pen in your hand. You'll look like you know what you're talking about." You know, <laughs> Nate Burleson's got like three pens and a pocket protector, and he still fucking just says the dumbest shit ever. But anyway, Nate, Nate Burleson is a batty. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Speaking of lions, though, did you see Kenny Galladay do whatever the fuck he wanted at the end of the game? Were you watching? I know you watch every snap. Uh, I was all over red zone, but I did catch this because I was hoping the Lions would sort of pull it out. I had boxed them on my pools ticket because I figured everyone would hop on the Bears as they did. I also had the Falcons to win outright, but got screwed by the Chiefs. What are you going to do? Anyway, Kenny Galladay, in, they're, they're in like the, a one-minute drill trying to you know tie the game. 
They throw a 30, a, maybe a seven, eight yard pass to Kenny Galladay off the right flank, a little out. But and everyone's rushing up to the line to like, you know, hut the ball with 30 seconds left. Well, he get, it's a seven yard pass for sure. He gets up, literally uh, gets up with the ball after being tackled and then moves up about four yards as he's running back towards the middle of the field in between the hashes, puts the ball down and the ref was kind of slow to get there. Like at the end of the game, he looked kind of old. He's just huffing and puffing on his way to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't question anything. He just puts the ball down and they hunt it. And then this ghost four yards just appeared out of nowhere that was never corrected. And it just reminded me of how sports is a game and the game is ruled for the most part by other human beings. And sometimes there's some fun things that happen in sports that don't happen in other walks of life. And it's why sports are a lot of fun. Like when you played hockey and you, you were a left or right winger and you were right into the face off dot about a second or two before they dropped the puck. And the ref looks, the linesman looks back at you like, Hey, you know, he doesn't want to blow the whistle because it wasn't really illegal, but you can't really do that. So if he sees you again, he might remember to warn you, but it doesn't fucking matter because it already happened. And if even <laughs> if you score a goal after doing that half little cheat thing, it doesn't matter. The linesman just kind of looks at you with that little wink and a nudge like, hey, you know, <laughs> like if you're cheating on a quiz, the, the supply teacher's running in grade five. Like, what are you going to do, bud? All right. I'm looking off my French sheet. Uh, <laughs> you can't even speak English and you're teaching it. Get out of here. Uh, or or like any time they ever do the hidden ball trick in baseball. I just love that shit. I love when sports are sports. Okay. The rest of life can be super serious. I like the nonviolent, somewhat dirty little cheating stuff. Yep. <laughs> I like semi-violent, semi-cheating. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Semi-violent, semi-cheating. Yeah, the old hack on the top of the hockey skates is a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, right in the laces. Yeah, the, the Charlie Newland special on the opening face-off. <laughs> they just play dirty up in Muskoka. It sounds oh, like, yeah. hey, holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, Ducks-Hawks oh, gets heated. We separate our whole company into two hockey teams. And for a couple of years there, it really took over most of our staff meetings, which we barely had anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just love Please stuff go, like that. Uh, real talk. Uh, real talk NFL. The Bills and the Chiefs loss opened up the entire AFC. Uh, Indeed. That's a fact. Everybody's still alive from the four and six Chargers to the seven and three Texans. It doesn't really matter Who's got what? Everybody's total crapshoot. Bills lost their their one game edge. Of course, they're going to give that back. Everyone, we yeah. just don't know where. Um, it might happen uh, in Dallas. It might happen uh, anywhere else you think about it. Bills Mafia always ready to screw you. Um, oh yeah. But if you were to pick anyway, right now, if you were to pick right now. AFC wildcard teams. Like who the hell is it going to be? You can't, it can't be you anybody. Can't, you can't pick. Yeah. Huck wants the Titans. Titans. Yeah, he does. Yo, they believe, man. They got to win, and they believe. Okay, when, I, you know, that's enough to win a division, win a playoff game, screw some people. Uh, watch out for the Titans. Remember the Titans, everybody's favorite new segment. It's real, and uh, that win was real. Watch out for the Titans doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about remember, I guess. <laughs> This is our official Remember the Titans segment. Play the music. Uh, 
Ryan Tannehill may have separated himself from all the quarter the list of all the quarterbacks in the world that we talked about last week, where Mariota and Tannehill would be what thirty five and thirty six. Maybe Tannehill moved up to about thirty two. No, he's uh, in the twenties. He's in the twenties somewhere. That was it was a it was a good game for him, but I'm I need a bit more. Let me tell you uh, something. When it Derek was Moxie. Hen- it was Moxie. Derrick Henry gets five yards. Holy shit, man! That's a real thing. Like, watch the fuck out. That guy's a locomotive. And the way he runs, he's like, uh, I don't know. Like, it feels when, like I'm watching a movie. <laughs> and he's so tall that, like, when I, I can imagine being a normal-sized linebacker going to tackle him and just getting kneed in the fucking sternum. The guy's a horse. So there's the Titans got they got they got a weird combination of talent, which again, in the slightly weaker AFC, fuck anybody can get in. The Browns can still get in. You know, everybody in the NFC laid an egg, man. Uh, Green Bay barely beat Carolina. Uh, Dallas laid an egg. The Rams they didn't even score a touchdown. The Rams, eh? It was a defensive yeah. score. Uh, the Saints clearly dropped the ball. Uh, you know, even Zona with a win could have been like, hey, you know, we're still here. They got screwed. Um, tale of two, tale of two conferences. It's all. It's funny. It's, it's it's all about like the vibe of your locker room. Like again, with the AFC so wide open, Cleveland can actually look at themselves before this Bills game and be like, "Hey, we just got to win a couple games, and we're at least in the mix." You know, the Steelers. For we're going to talk touch on this in a minute, a bit more. But the Steelers, holy crap, five and four. Who's in their way? Uh, you know, the Bills, man. You talking about the Bills in Cleveland? The look who's talking bull. Look who's talking bowl. Look who's talking bowl. Bills Mafia came to play. Lost on a house money field goal. Uh, Bad QB play. That's the reason for the loss. Like, I won't say bad. Just just, he didn't didn't win the game. He was given three, four chances to make a play and win a game, and he didn't. And God damn it, man. Come on, kid. Everybody's rooting for it. Everybody wants it. He doesn't have the weapons. This is not... I feel like the the Bills are in a four-year plan, and we're in year two. And they just happen to win a lot of games early, you know? Like... The, are they trying to build the best team ever? They're fucking six and two. Like I know. I'm not saying... Win a fucking... The Patriots got a loss. You had a little, you had a little window, right? There was I'm just a, saying if they expected to be good, maybe they would have just signed a few more weapons. I mean, they let Shady walk. They got Cole Beasley and John Brown, a Ravens castaway, and the you know the Ravens receivers aren't exactly the cream of the crop. A Ravens castaway. You know, you watch the way you talk about Willie Sneed, bro. Hey, okay. I do you like Marquise Brown. Some respect. But like, even I forget what receiver mentioned this on the NFL Network. Like, you do not want to get drafted by the Ravens. They just you don't get good stats as a receiver. It's where receiver stats go to die. Besides, yeah. unless your name's Anquan Bolden, you're not going to be a great receiver in Baltimore. I mean, Marquise Brown, what does he get, like three targets a week? You're screwed. But It's part of something big, man. You hey, they, they're winning games. They're, they're looking really good. It's the new NFL. And uh, I should have seen it coming. I like to think of myself as a futurist. And I just didn't know that such, such a running attack would be so effective. But uh, I had my blinders on. And I uh, should have seen it coming. They're special. They're going to be tough to stop. I'm not saying if my, if my this is the way pick, I would build a franchise, but they're tough to stop, at least until Lamar, unfortunately. Running quarterbacks get hurt, but I'm not hoping that on anybody. 
If my weird pick wasn't in the toilet, I'd be like, ah, I told you. I saw it. I fucking... You could still say that. How did you do this week? Before we move on to next week, oh, your survivor okay. got screwed. Your weird I pick got ass raped. <laughs> and when you come off a bye and you're the favorite and you don't there's score some... a touchdown, like, come on, that's something. Like there's some got... guy, there's some guy listening to this who got ass raped, and he's like, "Bro, you don't even know, okay? <laughs> that's just a football pick, man." <laughs> no, I like to think. Uh, I like to think uh, all our look who's talkers uh, rear has been protected at one point or another. <laughs> Sphincter security, folks, it's real. Right. Okay. Well, but besides the Rams, uh, how'd you do? Uh, I did well. I hit the the. I did hit the Seattle money line. I just. Yeah. Put twenty five bucks on the tie as a whatever uh, turned into the best play I had. <laughs> but uh, I hit the money line. Uh, also had a real tasty teaser that cashed. Remember teasers, folks? If you like a team to just win and they're over a touchdown fave, you know you could break out some wood, lay the lumber. Uh, I had a good week, and yeah. uh, we're coming up to the end of the carry, and uh, plus a couple k. And we're off to a good start with Seattle. So kind of like a mini this week. It's not going to be my weird pick. You should probably smash on it, folks. <laughs> uh, the mini train is good. That was just a little blip. Uh, Matt Moore and that KC loss. Minis for real. And uh, like they're going to win a game that nobody's watching. 12 p.m. Central time against Denver. Off a of bio gives up. Uh, yeah. In the words of Deion Sanders, ain't nobody care. <laughs> ain't nobody care. Man, primetime's picks are the best things ever, besides like ours, you know? <laughs> like, he picks, I'd say, 75% of the games and then just decides that 25% of the games nobody fucking cares about. And that's what he says. Maybe the next coach of FSU, by the way. How about that? Yeah, I keep gifting you honors on your picks, man. You just you just couple weeks you giving me the chance and i've botched it i can't get back at the t struggling well i said i said last week when you made your weird pick i'm like look i like it and by the way all the sharps did too fezzik all the vegas guys everyone was on the rams you got the favorite coming off a buy on the road it's like 75 percent However, I did say one thing because I do know the Steelers. They're, I've always been able to pick them well. And I said that uh, win over the Colts they shouldn't have got. It gave, gave them one thing that is that Pittsburgh rides on more than any other team in the NFL. And it's hope. And that brings us to our truth of the week. Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. The truth of the week, folks, is there's a reason that Steeler Nation is bigger than any other football nation in the world. The organization doesn't ever quit. They don't ever retreat. They don't ever give up for the season. They don't expect high picks in the draft because they always expect the playoffs. 0-3, no Ben. Doesn't matter. We're trading our first pick for one of the best safeties in the game. We don't rebuild. We try to win the Super Bowl every year. We're the Pittsburgh fucking Steelers. The Steelers this year, even, they're better than anyone thinks. They're five and four, but they could easily be six and three, arguably seven and two. 
They lost to the 49ers in San Francisco. The defense produced five turnovers. They have some of the best athletes in football on that defense, and that's something that they always do because good athletes on defense always are able to win games, especially late in the season, especially in cold Pittsburgh. They don't care how they win games. If they're not happy with the way their offense is going, they don't just rebuild and try to build some dominant machine. No, they'll win games any way they can. Some teams rebuild every three years. The Steelers haven't rebuilt while I've been watching football. This goes back to Bill Cowher, Cordell Stewart. who doesn't matter who was at quarterback for a while. Then they stumbled across Ben Roethlisberger, and, well, they've had more of a classic dynasty of success. I wouldn't say dominance because they've won two Super Bowls, been to three, made the playoffs, I'd say, 80% of the time. But the Steelers haven't rebuilt literally while I've been alive. That's easy to cheer for, isn't it? Isn't it? Knowing that every time you buy tickets for a game, your team's trying to win. You're not going to just accidentally stumble upon some be, you know, long-forgotten season. Like even when the Colts had Manning and he got hurt, they just threw the season away. All right, here's some backup who was a garbage man two weeks ago. Yeah, we're only at week seven, but we're throwing it away. We're that cocky. You'd be nice to Dan Orlovsky. Colts Nation isn't that big for a reason because it was a one-man show, not an organizational understanding that you try hard. Why is Pitts, Why is the Steeler Nation so big? Pittsburgh's one of the smallest cities uh, in America. You know, they got a big rural following around Pittsburgh, but it's Pittsburgh. Okay, it's not New York City. It's not Los Angeles. It's not Miami. It's not even I, Dallas. It's Pittsburgh, I, the I second biggest city in its own state. The Steeler Nation is enormous. It's easy to cheer for the team that never gives up. And they haven't not tried to win as an organization ever. And I'm not saying rebuilding doesn't work. But some teams in some sports figured out a different way to rebuild while competing. To create such an effective machine that almost anyone can be replaced and the goal doesn't change. Win the Farvin Super Bowl. It's pretty awesome. And it's an easy thing to rely on as a fan. There's the classic sort of analytics way to tank, rebuild, get picks, hopefully put together a fantastic team. But some teams over the course of sports have been able to think bigger than that. And maybe for a variety of reasons, have a fan base that stretches all across the country. But for the most part, that's hard. The Detroit Red Wings in hockey for like 22 straight years made the playoffs. That's really hard to do in hockey. And I mean, in in baseball, it's a bit easier because there's no salary cap. So you just buy the, the best guys all the time. You know? Uh, it's it's was really impressive that the Steelers play to a different tune. It's like when, when Bob Kraft stepped in and was like, hey, no, 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 we're not trading Tom Brady when he's not quite as good anymore because this goes beyond football and what's best for our team next year. Uh, for the brand of the New England Patriots, which hasn't always been that big of a brand, Tom Brady will be a goddamn Patriot until he goes to the grave. The Pittsburgh Steelers try to win every game. We don't quit on seasons. We don't quit on games. We don't quit on coaches. They don't overreact to losses, and they don't care how they win. They could win 6-3. They'll celebrate the same way as if they won 40-10. to which means that if their quarterback goes down, whatever, we're going to win with defense. If their defense sucks, well, we're going to try to score 50 points a game. That's why it's easy to be Steeler Nation. 
And especially with this year's NFC, you give them a little bit of hope. Don't put too much on Mason Rudolph. They have a better defense than we're probably even appreciating just because of their record. But they almost beat the Niners. And without Juju fumbling in overtime when all they needed was a field goal, they almost beat the Ravens. Those are the two best teams in the league, and they almost did it with Mason Rudolph. By the way, the, the game Big Ben went down against Seattle, they only lost because Juju dropped a two-point conversion for Mason Rudolph. He did. Either way, they're better than their record even suggests. And they're doing it with Mason Rudolph. Steeler Nation, it's easy to be in, in, in Steeler Nation. And they're huge. And sometimes I don't even understand why. But I think this is one of the reasons. Uh, I'll tell you why, Jeff. Uh, because in the 1970s, when the Steelers were winning Super Bowls and dominating, there was coincidentally a steel work shortage. A massive recession swept the USA, specifically the Rust Belt. In the 70s, Vietnam era. That is right, yeah. And these steel workers and their families went to different metropolises around the USA. It needed to steel. San Fran and Dallas and the Northwest. Basically everywhere except the South. Right. These steel workers went to the Northeast, New York, Jersey. Um, they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. And those... People moved out there, and they found some stability. What did they do? They had kids. They watched Steelers win Super Bowls. The kid became a fan. Now that kid's taking his kid, Steeler Nation. There you go. A real nation. Little look who's talking history lesson brought to you by Weird Michael. How you doing? T, uh, Terry Bradshaw, the original TB12. Hope he's getting some royalties from Tom Shady and whatever shit he's running over there in South Mass. Okay. And I think the Steelers just have also a little understanding, too. Like, yo, primetime, Steelers black jerseys, it just looks good. It feels good. And if they just keep trying and they never quit, they'll keep getting on primetime. Keep getting scheduled for Monday Night Football because that shit happens before the season. And you got to think that producers for ESPN look at each other and they're like, hey, here's a Steelers game in week 13. We got to schedule it right now. You know what? We can rely on the Steelers that they will not be tanking the season. We're not going to be walking in there, you know, end of November, seeing a game that the Steelers aren't trying to win, which I'd say a third of the league at some point of the last 20 years, that's been them, except the Steelers. So good on you, Pittsburgh, for doing it your own way, never giving up, never rebuilding. When have they ever had a top 10 pick? Ever. Ever. Uh, Fitzpatrick would this year. The guy's... I think he's the eighth best player in football right now. Yeah, he's dominating. Like that. He's amazing, and that's Pittsburgh football. Hey, we're gonna get one of the best. We're gonna get one of the best safeties because we use that position on our defense a bit differently. That guy is free to roam, so we're gonna get a natural, freakish, smart athlete, and we'll pay the price for it. Is there any opening to do defensive fantasy? I'm talking players on teams. How are we not? Let's. There's, there's they, something they do here. That. There's hardcore leagues that draft fantasy defensive players. For yeah, so it's solo not tackles. Just, it's not sacks, like I don't. Want, yeah, I don't have the Baltimore Ravens. I got Jarrell Casey. I one nose guard. I got uh, Blake Martinez at an LB. Yeah. And like seriously, that that's out there. Can you do <laughs> daily for that? Hey, hey! If you are in a fantasy league where you got to replace your O line every week <laughs> due to injury, <laughs> no, we no. salute you. 
That's okay. the only position that doesn't. Wouldn't but I bet, I stuff. bet, I bet there's a hardcore league out there that does. Leslie, we'll get our stats lady to check that. Before you get your picks out, yo, yeah, uh, I put an out, out, out uh, an open casting call last week to Centennial for the MLS Cup final. We threw up the third TV, and it was a big hit. We had about half a dozen people rocking out all Sunday. I'm yeah. doing the same, folks. Look who's talking universe. Centennial Studios opening its door. American Thanksgiving. Noon. Doors open all day. Three football games. A live bird. Stuffing. Half the fixings. Bills Dallas. You heard it. 4.30 p.m. Bills. Hey. hey. Half the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Is that actually happening? Nobody ever cares about the game. Like, this is Jack City, folks. Question, gonna, Mike, who will be who will be eating the turkey leg in that game? I don't even care if they don't do that oh, anymore. Oh, yeah, th- that's a great. We'll give out our own turkey leg. There you go. Well, the food is served at halftime at a Bills game, and we're giving out the turkey leg a la John Madden, Iron Man, uh, all that good stuff. Rest like in I peace, said, John Madden. Rest in peace, John Madden. I know you're not dead, but I, I miss hearing your voice, so you feel dead. <laughs> the whole Look Who's Talking crew is going to be here. Hugh, Look, Huck. Reunion, good food, good friends, good football, and uh, some Macy's Day Parade. What's your, what's your favorite secondary Thanksgiving show? Are you a dog show guy? Are you a parade guy? What's your, what are you flipping not, to? No, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really flipping anything. I am basically just maybe watching the pregame show for the later game on NFL Network at commercials. American Thanksgiving is my big, big nerd out day. Uh, I don't. I sometimes wear pants, you know. <laughs> like, Prop City, just, folks. Just to go make props and pro lines. Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, there was rumors this week about Le'Veon Bell, how he almost got traded to the Steelers at the trade deadline. That's like the couple that you always hoped would get back together, but they just won't, you know. Because the Steelers could really use Lev Bell right now, and Lev Bell could really use the Steelers right now. Jets are a couple years away, and he won't be part of that plan. And the Steelers need a running back right now. <laughs> He's got too much moxie. He won't go back. All right. Uh, let's get you some money in your pockets. Cue the Obi tries Two picks. Here we go. You. All right. You picks this week. Here we go. Uh, we're still over 60% for the season. And uh, we are fired up for our picks this week. So here we go. Two and four last week. We are building on it and getting right back up there. Love these picks. Here we go. All right, gold pick this week. We're taking the Kansas City Chiefs in Mexico. Minus three and a half versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I'd like this three and a half, even if the game was in LA, this game's in Mexico. The Chargers don't have fans in any country in the world. Okay? They don't have fans in LA. I don't think they have fans in Mexico. I don't think they have, besides the Rivers household, where he has about 15 kids, uh, even they're starting to have kids, and they are Chargers fans. Uh, This is basically going to be a Chiefs home game, or just an NFL game. Either way, I like the whole Chiefs roster better than the whole Chargers roster. Again, with no Derwin James back there, I don't know how the Chargers secondary is going to stop Tyreek Hill and the gang. Also, Travis Kelsey, who's going to stop him? This is just too much offense for the Chargers to keep up with. Don't like it. Take the Kansas City Chiefs to win by a touchdown. 
All right, I got the Arizona Cardinals plus 11 and a half at San Francisco. It's the second time these teams have played this year. And again, I don't, it's tough to smash a team the second time you played them. Uh, unless you're starting a backup quarterback, which they're not. This is the Kyler Murray show, and they're just getting better and better. They almost won outright last week against Tampa and made me look out of my Hugh picks uh, by covering the four points. They are going to cover this 11.5 points spread. Watch whether Greg Kittle comes back or not, uh, especially if he's not playing. This is a gimme spread. I really like it. Uh, again, Jimmy G will struggle to put the pedal to the metal and cover these double-digit spreads. Don't do it. The cards defense is actually uh, better than you think. And I like the 11 and a half points. Take it. All right. I'm taking the Houston Texans plus four at Baltimore. Houston coming off a bye. Uh, yes, Baltimore has looked better than ever, but they just played the Bengals. And some guy named Ryan Finley, who was the guy at the Irish pub last week. Okay. So I uh, <laughs> take that spread for what you will. I like the Houston Texans who are, I still think the better overall football team. And I got the better quarterback. Lamar Jackson's a fantastic football player who scores points. I think Deshaun Watson's the better quarterback. He's also got good receivers that I like. And they've had a week to prepare for a Baltimore defense that's playing a bit better than you think they are, or a bit better than I think they are anyway. So I don't see Baltimore smoking them. I actually see Houston winning a tight game here. It's a very important game for the AFC wildcard race. Will not be taken lightly by Superman from Clemson to Sean Watson, who comes out and wins this game. Great game. Texans win by a field goal. All right. I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus five and a half at home to the New Orleans Saints. Look, Drew Brees coming off that thumb injury. Thumb injury. He, he's not throwing the same ball with the same velocity. He's still Drew Brees. He's still really smart. But he's not as dangerous as a quarterback as he was in the earlier years of his career, even earlier this season, okay? His thumb went almost to his elbow, okay? And it's only been six weeks since that happened. The Falcons exposed that last week. I just think they're one weapon short of being really dangerous on offense. And uh, yeah, Tampa Bay with their sets of receivers, Godwin and Evans, look, they beat the Rams in LA. They went to overtime with Seattle. They have gotten screwed out of a couple of victories this year. And I just think they're dangerous enough on offense. Unless they beat themselves, they keep this game close at home. I'm taking Pittsburgh, Cleveland over 40 on Thursday night football. Uh, yes, the Pittsburgh defense is really good, but that means they also score. They don't just cause turnovers. They score on them. Yeah, I do. like I like Cleveland to actually get a defensive touchdown as well as they're facing uh, Mason Rudolph, who's still eh, giving the ball away a couple times a game. Uh, this Both teams are not quite the most efficient offenses, but capable of big plays. And big plays in the first half is enough for this game to push over 40. And I'm taking the Falcons-Panthers under 50 and a half. It's too big of a number for a division game. I got an old quarterback versus an undrafted, still a backup quarterback. And these teams know each other too well. It's an important game for the Panthers, which means they're going to be playing careful, long, drawn-out drives, trying to keep the ball out of the Falcons' hands. And, uh, yeah. Too many points for a division game late in the season. I like it. So take the under in the Falcons-Panthers. And there we have it. Those are your Hugh picks. Kansas City, minus three and a half. The Arizona Cardinals, plus 11 and a half. The Houston Texans, plus four. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus five and a half. Pittsburgh-Cleveland on TNF. One of the best new things in sports. Fox does it right. 
Uh, over 40 points on Thursday Night Football. And the Falcons Panthers under 50 and a half. Woo! Obi tries. You! Oh, Hugh. Mucho gusto. Senor Hugh. Yeah, you Mexico like? City, 11,000 feet above sea level. It's real. I'll tell you what else is real. Kansas City desperation. They're officially offload management. So short. I, I kind of like it. Uh, I feel like the Chargers, that might be the only place they have fans. <laughs> <laughs> the Me- they, they, they love something different. And uh, they are in a Mexican part of Cal- uh, L.A., like I feel hardcore like, Latino. I feel like Chargers jerseys would be really cheap too. You know, they're just giving them away in the Mexican markets. And uh, I can't wait for the ESPN 30 for 30 film on Charger Nation slash Philip Rivers and his offsprings, offsprings, as they begin <laughs> Charger Nation across America and beyond. I bet there's more. Philip is Charger Nation. Yeah, I bet there's more Ladanian Tomlinson jerseys than any current Chargers player. You know? Oh, hundreds. Yeah, they. Well, they lost their no, no. They lost their feds. By the way, Mahomes wasn't the reason they lost to the Titans last week. He threw for like 450 yards. He looked great. Uh, and if they don't lose to the Titans, well, this spreads a bit bigger. So take advantage as you can. Now we're taking the three and a half here on Hubix. We like the three and a half. We're taking it. But let me tell you something. Online, I'm going to buy a point. That's what you do with three and a half point spreads. If you can't, if you're betting, you know, at the store or elsewhere and you can't buy the point, whatever. I think they win by a touchdown anyway. But just for the record, on basically every single game that's three and a half, and I like the favorite, I buy the point, and you should too. Uh, Two and Southern, a half. Southern anyway. Ontario betters. Southern Ontario betters. Uh, lines come out on Wednesday for ProLine. And traditionally, they're a little bit lower on the heavy faves. Indeed. A KC, a New England uh, a Dallas, a public team. The Bills line is always super weird on pro line. So look at it on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and every other day if you want. But there's an early line on Wednesday, and instantly there'll be a move one way, and you can slowly monitor that move. But there is a way to get that half point uh, at the store, and it's just by checking the early lines. It's true, and I love this. The only thing you got to do is make sure your quarterbacks are healthy. Because if you took the early line on the Lions last week, you would have been screwed by Matt Patricia's quarterback hide-and-seek game where he had Matt Stafford taking all the first-team reps. I think he was trying to fuck with the Bears, to be honest. Uh, Because that's a Belichick move. He didn't announce that Stafford wasn't playing literally till Sunday, like, what, Saturday night, Sunday morning? So if you're taking early spreads, just make sure your quarterbacks are healthy or you get Matt Stafforded. Fucking Stafforded. The guy was the fucking NFL Iron Man. Why don't you fucking? Yeah, yeah, I like Stafford. I always have. So the guy, the guy, I bet you the guy really wanted to go, and it was right up until about 10 a.m. when the NFL put a gun to his head and was like, "Yo, Stafford, yay or nay?" And uh, I think Patricia laid down and let Stafford make the call. He did. He said. He said. I heard the doctors didn't let him play. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. See, Patricia kind of throwing him under the bus, saying like, "I left it in Matt's hands." The guy's not going to last out there, man. He looks like a lion. He coaches the lions. I feel like that just works. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a lion. Hey, look, we had had three surprise teams. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, the Oakland Raiders, and the Detroit Lions. One teams looks like they still could make the playoffs. Amazing stuff. I'm going to talk about this after your pick for a second. We're going to do a little flashback to last year 
when your man Hugh said the Khalil Mack trade was a good trade for Oakland, and everybody fucking laughed at me. All right, what's your pick? On that beautiful segue, Jeffrey, talking about Khalil Mack and his new spot with the Chicago Bears, I'm going to be short and sweet because right after the weird pick, we're drawing a name who might be going to the Super Bowl on the 40-yard line for the greatest freaking weekend of their lives. This is what the weird pick needed, a little buildup, some hype. It will not be abolished. It will use the Super Bowl springboard and climb back to prominence with the Chicago Bears led by said Khalil Mack. Plus seven at L.A. Rams. Sunday night football. The Coliseum will be filled with Chicago Bear fans. There is a massive gathering of people from Chicago in every metropolis around the world. Did you know this, Hugh? They're in Hong Kong. They're in L.A. They're in Toronto. They're everywhere. And they're coming to the Coliseum to root on their plucky underdog, Chicago Bears. Juicy money line, folks. Okay? Trubisky, Goff, both not living up to hype. Why is one getting a touchdown when there's it's, – it's a neutral side game. Okay, I'm not going to say Bears got home advantage. It's a, it's a neutral side game on a really shitty field with really shitty lighting on Sunday night football. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, the Rams, oh, didn't even score a touchdown. You know, we're all banging on the Bears. They, they still got a top 10 D. They yep. still got real playmakers, yep. right? Khalil Mack, for what it's worth, actually only shines in these rare moments of spotlight, if I recall. The Monday nighter against Green Bay. Uh, it kind of smells that way for this one, a defensive score. Uh, take the seven and use the Super Bowl springboard and the weird pick to get back on track hard. Can I play it for two units? Can I play it for two units, Hugh? I love you the pick do- so much. So oh, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm want currently to be worth two choices? Yes. No, I'm, of course I'm, not. I'm, I'm four and seven on the year. <laughs> That's fucking retarded. But if no I way. lose, it goes to four and nine. Oh, you want to like double yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, it's a double down. It's not. I'm four and seven. You want to double currently. down on one pick? And if the Bears don't cover the seven on Sunday night, I go to four and nine. You know, I'm not sure how our look who's talkers are going to feel about this, but like, I'm going to leave this one up to Huck. If Huck allows it, I'll allow it. I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't seem legit. You can't, uh, you can't get two games better okay. with one win. How about this? How about no, no, this? no, no, no. The Huck spoke. I don't want to I don't want no rebuttals. I live I by it. I was gonna give you the double down for the triple loss. No, no, How no. How about that? I, that? That's too much. That's yeah, too it's much a big risk. <laughs> I'm four I, seven. I, I'm guaranteeing the Bears. And I'm gonna post my bet. Uh and just like we're about to Pull this name, folks. I, I like one thing, one quick thing quickly. I like the pick because the biggest weakness of the Rams right now matches up with the biggest strength of the Bears. The Bears, they can get pressure. And the Rams' O-line is giving up a shit ton of it. For reals. So I don't understand this spread. I like Bears plus seven in an absolute must-win game for a team that won its division last year. They do not think they suck. But they absolutely need to win this game to make the playoffs, take the plus seven. It'll go down to six and a half by game time for sure. This is a mistake. Okay, folks, you've been listening all year. No, no. Uh, you're the one that's going to pick it, Huck. 
Okay, I, I can't, I can't, I can't have my fingers anywhere near this yeah, bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huck's pick, making a pick. Just, uh, just before we do this, hold on, Huck. Hold on, Huck. Of, courtesy of at Team I will. Anyone who shared our podcast uh, got a name in our little bowl that we're gonna pull out, and you win the Look Who's Talking raffle ticket from at Team I will Canada. Team I will Canada. Uh, who's raising money f- from their Super Bowl raffle for the Toronto Rehab Foundation. Now, some of our Look Who's Talkers have shared our podcast on their Instagram and Facebook basically every week since the start of the season, and they are getting a majority of the tickets courtesy like the NBA lottery. Uh, Weird Mike came up with this last week. I thought he had talked to a couple of Look Who's Talkers about this. Apparently, he didn't. But he introduced it like that, which made it seem like a better idea. <laughs> classic weird Mike. Classic weird Mike. He it's said, so she classic, said, folks. Yeah. Classic to yeah. a T. Again, using, I hope you're laughing because it's yeah. so classic. I can't even hold my tears back. Using rumor and hearsay and stating it as fact. And away we go. Hey, so the bottom you, line is weird Mike wanted to in- include more people. Yes. Because our Look Who's Talkers universe is growing. Uh, we appreciate all of it across Love all it. platforms. And uh, yeah, we go. We went from Sweden to Japan to Ecuador, the bunch Caymans, bunch of, Muskoka. Arizona, bunch of fans down in Arizona lately because of all the Kyler Murray love that we've been doing. Oh, A lot of new that, followers. Eh? Anyway, okay. So leave animals like Chris McElhinney, James Duhamel. You are at our tier one. You're getting a, a high majority of the t- tickets, as if you lost every game in the NBA. And then we got a whole bunch of tier two, tier three, and so on and so forth. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all of our sharers, all of our Look Who's Talkers. You guys are fucking awesome. And here we go. We're getting Huck Media to pull the ticket. It's a football bowl, folks. And someone's won the raffle. Mike Morey. Mike Morrison. Wow. A tier two candidate. Mike Morrison has won our raffle. He shared our podcast a couple times. He only had, I believe, one or two tickets in there. Whereas, for instance, Chris, James, and uh, we'll Chris, the, James. We'll, we'll post the breakdown. I'll post the breakdown of every yeah. ticket that I went in. Chris, Maury, James, he yo, had a shit ton. He's fucking dominating the marathon scene, and now he might be on the 40-yard line. Iron Man Mike, we got a ticket coming from you from at Team I Will. If anyone wants to buy a $100 raffle ticket, there's only 400 being sold. There's still some available. DM at Team I Will, or you can DM at Hughes Talking, and I'll send you the link to pay for the tickets. Um, yeah, that's so- Super Bowl LIV. Yes. Super you- Bowl 54 LIV. Yeah. Super you- Bowl Live is in Miami. If you're that's raffle- right. Super Bowl Live, the club Live, South Beach, okay. is happening. Are you kidding me? Super Bowl Live is going to be at Live? Can you imagine what that Saturday night will be? That party included in that pack might be at Live, man. Do you mean like, Super Bowl a, Live? No, I'm talking about L-I-V. How's Super Bowl Live? L. Fifty. Oh, I you're talking about v. the Roman fucking numerals? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, Hughes. Super Bowl 54. I prefaced it. Our Look Who's Talkers got it. Sorry, man. I thought your English was just abnormally bad today. <laughs> My fault. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Yes, you take it. I will. So if your name is pulled, uh, they're doing the draw from a bar downtown Toronto. I believe it's King's Taps. You can be there for their big party if you want. 
American Thanksgiving night. And that's when they're pulling the ticket and you win a trip for two down to the Super Bowl uh, VIP experience. You can also buy tickets. They're hundred bucks. There's only 400 of them. That's from at Team I Will Canada. We're proud to partner up with you guys doing great things. Great team. Love you. From Look Who's Talking. All right. Um, look, we've been doing this show long enough now, which is pretty cool because we've said some things. We made some bold calls. Some of them weren't right. Some of them were. And we're now a couple years later, and we actually can actually look back and say, hey, we were right on some stuff. So, Huck, I'm going to ask you to pull up episode 22. And go to the time, 27 minutes, 39 seconds. And just play it for 14 seconds. That's your boy, Jeff Hugh, talking about how I disagree with everybody else in the media world. And the Khalil Mack trade's really smart for the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden's right. You just don't want to admit it. And you'll find out in a couple of years. And here we are a couple of years later. How are we looking? I so we'll play like- that for you, hopefully right now. The truth of the week, folks, is that John Gruden is right. You just don't like that it's John Gruden doing it. If the news was the Patriots and Bill Belichick have traded Khalil Mack for two first-round picks rather than signing him to the richest defensive deal in NFL history, I think the tune would be a bit different. I think everyone would be saying, ah, it's smart football. That's what the Patriots do. Because you know what? That is what the Patriots do. Do you think Belichick would have signed Mack? I don't. Anyway, yeah, so um, yeah, eight months later, MIT agreed with me. That's always a good sign. Uh, me and Goodwill Hunting, you know? <laughs> How do you yeah. like them apples? My I boys are wicked not- smart. <laughs> My, yeah. Wicked smart. I got you double burger up here on layaway. Uh, <laughs> and uh, news that does not matter. Uh, in Kamloops, BC, in November, gets fucking crazy night dark at like 4.30 p.m. I don't know if it's the hills, the mountains. I don't know what's up. I was in Jasper, Alberta in the summer, and it didn't get dark until literally 11.10 at night. So you get the best of both worlds uh, up here in the mountains, but it's kind of weird. Anyway, it's literally 4.30 in the afternoon, dark, night. Five o'clock feels like midnight. Two feet of snow as well. Fucking crazy. Um, Yeah. News that doesn't matter. Dallas announced the Black Cat. Uh, in their starting lineup on offense at the Cowboys-Vikings game. They probably won't do that again. <laughs> no. They got on the lucky side of it once. Why would they even tempt it? It's a Giants so, thing. Happened at MetLife. Anyway. Yeah, they deserve I did not know that. Guys from part of my taker trying to, trying to adopt it. <laughs> yes. Big shout out to Barstool. We love you. Uh, all right. Anything from Shut the Huck Up? No, man, I think he covered it all. Just remember <laughs> remember the Titans. The, the, the win against the team they're not supposed to beat. Yeah. I, I, I fucking hate the Titans. Like, I, I, I believe it's, it's also uh, a bad movie. I, I hate the Titans. I love their jerseys. I hate them. Uh, but I would not want to tackle Derrick Henry either. What are you going to do? Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. He's making Jimmy G look really good all season long. Weird Michael. Non-weird haircut, jack-o'-lantern shirt, jibs in, one last point. Wow, hell of a show, man. Potential Super Bowl winner. Uh, Weird pick, hype machine. A lot lot of good stuff, man. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Hope you rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, you name it. You name the platform, we're there. Huck Media. Hey. And uh, congratulations, Mike Morrison. Big win, man. A big win, Mike, to all of our Look Who's Talkers and especially our hardcore shares. We love you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. And if I win, I'll try to take one of you, but weird Mike will kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got heads up, Maury. I'm coming for you. I heard you live in Newmarket. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be a 404 slave. <laughs> Looking for that seat, bro. Hey, there's, there's one big game we didn't talk about this week because it's just kind of too hard to pick. But with a gun to your head. Both you, Huck and Weird Mike, Pats, Eagles. Who you got to win the game? Eagles off by at home. Pats off by on the road. Fly, birds, fly, baby. Take Bird Mark pack, Wal- Eagles. Take Mark Wahlberg's team, the Eagles. Who you got, Huck? Pats. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say that. You know what? I got a weird feeling. I got a weird feeling they lost one. Who cares about losing two? They're still going to roll away with this division. I like the Eagles. Biggest win of their season. Uh, All right. Thanks a lot, Look Who's Talkers. Remember to rate, review, and fucking subscribe. Fucking love you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a safe weekend. See you later.